you have an amazing pastor. Pastor Sean and Jillian, they're just amazing. I want to thank God for you. And uh, thank you for expressing open arms to me to come and be a part of this incredible worship service. Amazing. It's truly life-giving and life-changing. And um, I'm so delighted to be here. And uh, um, I bring greetings from my wife uh, of uh, almost 14 years. Uh, We have four children. Two boys and two girls. The first two were boys, 12, 10, and uh, 9. And our littlest one is 5. She's the darling of the house because we just, uh, 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 God prepared her for us. We, we've just adopted her into our family. And uh, her and daddy are so tight. But before that, she didn't want anything to do with me. But God has a way of changing lives and now she's she's we are like best buddies so they say hi and uh, i also bring greetings from our total family to your family here in open arms and uh, today uh, i i started church by attending online uh, because just like your vision offering uh, this weekend uh, was our we call it a miracle missions offering and it's all towards missions. We give big to give it away, to build the kingdom of God. It's, I think, the highest attended weekend at Watoto. People just come because they want to give big. Uh, And the whole point is to change the mindset because as Africa, we've received a lot. It's time for us to give a lot because to whom much is given, much is required. And we're teaching our people it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it's amazing how people respond. I was watching the video. People were packed in church. It's always like that. And the way we give is the way Paul wants us to give. Because God loves a certain kind of giver, a cheerful giver. So we bring baskets, put them at the front. We don't let anybody wait for the giving to reach where they are. You get out of your seat, you dance as you come to give. And it's a party. And you see people dancing. And they will come and they will twirl and then put in their offering and go, it's fun. And you know what that does? It breaks open the heavens and God just shows up. And that's what's happening today. And uh, uh, we're excited about what God's going to use that offering for. Here are some of the dreams we have for that offering. Uh, you mentioned in 2024, Watoto is going to be celebrating uh, 40 years. And I sensed in my heart that God wants us to bless 40 ministries. And churches. Do you know the very first one is going to be here? We, we already, just like D24 has launched, uh, Abbey Life Church is going to launch and it is a privilege that as we're total, we get to be a part of that. And so you are number one. 
<laughs> ministry that we are blessing as a part of our 40th anniversary because it's just an honor to be a part of that. You know what? Uh, you, you, you shared uh, you were doing vision series and, and um, uh, I was asking God, what do you want me to share with your people? Um, what is it that you want me to say? I have learned never to stand before God's people and just share my ideas. Because you're not my people. You are God's people. And it's an honor to stand before God's people and be his mouthpiece to share his word. And so as I've been praying and hearing the story of open arms and the great vision that God has laid in your pastor's hearts for open arms to not just change lives and a city, but an entire nation, and it will grow beyond that. Great vision. And I felt God uh, say to me, share with my people about the power of the first step. Our Watoro story began simply with a word from God. Our founders, Gary and Marilyn, are Canadian missionaries. Uh, Gary was born in Africa. He went to did his Bible college in Canada, met his wife, and while they were in Canada, God said, it's Africa that I want you to be in. So they moved and um, uh, uh, started actually pastoring churches in Zambia. Over a coffee conversation, somebody mentioned Uganda. And that's when God said to Gary and Marilyn, I want you to go to Uganda, plant an English-speaking church, and out of this church, I'll touch the cities and the nations. Over a conversation at coffee. And that one word is what has resulted into the things you have heard Pastor Sean share. One word over coffee. And this is what Gary shares with us. He says, I was there the moment they said Uganda, it was like the light bulbs went off. He had never been to Uganda. All people were hearing about Uganda at that time was not good stuff. They let 1970s and early 80s was chaos in our country. War and um, uh, um, disease. People were leaving Uganda. And so that word gripped Gary's heart and he shared with his missions organization. He said, I feel God wants me to go to Uganda. They said, no. We cannot risk and send a missionary to Uganda now. It's dangerous. It's risky. You cannot go. And so he was ready to go, but he had to honor his leaders. And so he said, all right, I'll wait. God, if it's you calling me to go to Uganda, you will speak to my leaders. Yeah. And sure enough, a year later, they came back to him, said, Gary, we know Uganda has been on your heart. We've been praying. And uh, we feel, yeah, we don't want to stop what God's put on your heart. 
But please, Gary, know this. It's dangerous. We would advise you not to go. But if you feel you must go, you're welcome to go. You have a young family. You have small children. But we can't stop what God's called you to do. And he said, thank you. And he says, I'm going to honor God's word. And I'm going to go. He took the first step. Even knowing the challenge before him. But that's what mattered the most. When it comes to the dream God has laid for Open Arms Church. It's going to require not just his first step and Jillian's first step. It's going to require every one of us taking a step towards that dream. And there is power in taking that first step. This is what I feel happens. When you take the first step, God takes many steps ahead of you. This is not just true for the church. It's true for your life. For whatever God wants to do in your life is going to require a first step. Taking that first step. Job chapter 9 and verse 10 says this, that God performs wonders that we cannot fathom. He also performs miracles that can't be counted. If we want to see his wonders and miracles, you got to take that first step. You just never know what 40 years down the road can look like. Gary, Marilyn, three small children. He was only 30. His wife, Marilyn, 27. He was voted the least likely to make it at Bible college. I, I chatted with Gary's dad and mom, and this is what they said. They said, honestly, Julius, of all our children, we were more concerned about Gary. <laughs> he loved cricket and golf, and never <laughs> he would run out of class to go and be a caddy for golf. School wasn't his deal, and says we were worried. And here's what Gary's mom told me. What? God has done through Gary is nothing less than a mighty work. We passionately believe that the church of Jesus Christ is still the hope of the world. Amen. Doesn't matter what people say. We might be in a basement here, but God watches. He sees our hearts and he gives us a dream. And he's wondering, are we going to honor that dream by taking steps towards it? And open arms, you're doing that. I want to read from the father of all believers called Abraham. Genesis chapter 12 and verses 1 to 9. And this is a great story about taking the first step and honoring what God has laid in your heart. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. Often, God will not give you the details of the dream. But he wants you to take that first step. And then he will begin to show you what the next step is. 
So then he carries on and he says to Abraham, if you honor and take that first step, here's what you're going to experience. God says to him in verse 2, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. All that tied to the first step he had to take. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. I'll fight your battles. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. Took that step. I often wonder what it must have been like for Abraham to take that step. And then Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out for Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abraham traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of, of Moreh uh, at Shechem, and at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. These were fierce people. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, it's amazing. God appeared to Abraham at the call when I said, I want you to go. And it looked like God was waiting for Abraham in the place he wanted him to go. And once he got there, he appeared again to Abraham and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. The first step you make is not just for you, it's for the next generation as well. He spoke to Abraham and now he's saying, hey, Abraham, there's much more. There's generations be, be, which are going to come out of you that I want to give this future. And then he says, I'll give this land. So Abraham did the most important things, built an altar there to the Lord uh, who had appeared to him. From there, he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent. Uh, and then with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east, there he built another altar, pledged to honor God. He built another compass, you know, to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. And then he set out. He continued. It just looked like Abraham was saying, man, this thing of taking the first step is like an amazing one. It's not just the first one. There's going to be another step, and then another one, and another one. And at each point, God shows up. He says, thank you. You've done great. I'm showing myself strong to you. And then you're like, okay, God, what next? Then you take the next one. But it will all not happen until you take that first step. I wonder what God has been asking you to do individually, and you've put it off for a long time. And I just sense for what God wants to do at Open Arms Church is going to take you who are here today taking that first step. What we're experiencing here is amazing. But there is more. 
Are you willing to take that step? My challenge to you today is to take that step and say, I'm going to be a part of the vision of this house. Whatever God lays in the pastor's hearts, I am going to be a part of it. I'm going to follow. I'm going to do my part. I'm not going to hold back and wait. Open arms church. Let's not be that church that just watches things happen. Let's be a part of those who are making things happen by being proactive following the, God, the, the dream God has laid in our hearts. And I know that everything needed for the dream in the hearts of your pastors to come to pass, God has already provided. Isaiah, we're not waiting for other people to come to make this dream happen. We're going to be a part of it. And it's going to take that step of obedience and faith. The first step is often one of the most challenging ones. I remember personally uh, when um, I was getting ready to get married. I met my wife. I'd seen her and I really loved her and I wanted to have a great family. I dreamed of a great family from when I was a little boy. So when she showed up, I tell you to go and ask her first to be my girlfriend was not an easy deal. <laughs> I'm a courageous man. But when it came to that moment, because I knew the potential to say no was high. <laughs> she, and, and I mean, I was already pastoring the youth. How do you say no to the pastor? <laughs> I mean, it was something. And the pressure, and I thought about it. I prayed. And I would see her, I would smile, laugh, and, but I had to take that one step. Those of you who are married, you know what it is like. That first step is often challenging. It requires a level of faith. We often talk of take that step of faith. It's like, God, <laughs> you either show up or I'm done. Do you know what? He always shows up. That first step could be the only thing missing between you and the destiny God has designed for you in that first step. And that first step is the one that will take you to a place where you will experience his wonders and his miracles. And like I said, 
the power of the first step is that it will give birth to other steps. But it all starts with that first step. In the Bible, there's many stories of taking that first step. Moses had to take that first step when he saw that burning bush. And that step changed everything for his life. In fact, Jesus said, don't you, God said to him, don't, don't come with your shoes on. Because the place you stand is holy ground. I'm about to download the future for you. Took the step. And when God gave him the assignment, he was afraid to take a step to go back to his place of, uh, of, of fear, which was he was running away from Egypt. And God said, I want you to go back. He took a first step for him to see all the stories we have heard. That first step is important. Joshua, going into the promised land, he had to take that step. In fact, God said to him, every place your foot will step, you're going to possess. And that first step wasn't easy. With the river before him that's flooded, that first step is what split that river for him to lead the entire nation to its future. Step is important. David had to take that one step of courage to face Goliath when the rest of the nation was hesitant. Step is key. Ruth had to take a step and follow Naomi and go with her and commit and say your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I'll die. And her sister didn't take that step. Ruth took that step and it changed everything. Peter had to take that step to be able to walk on water. It's just not enough for you to hear, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And then he says, come. You're serious? I'm glad you didn't swim. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Peter was quite one of those. But for him to walk on water, he had to step out of that boat. Power of that first step. I love Peter's story because as you keep taking steps forward, sometimes the winds and the waves, the waves will come. And then the doubt sets in, but Jesus is right there Amen. with us. He's right there with us. Take the step. When I was pastoring the youth, I remember when um, um, our founders, Gary, came and shared with us how God was calling us to go and plant a church in northern Uganda. It was coming out of civil war. Some of you have heard of the Lord's Resistance Army, terrible army um, on a spiritual agenda that was absolutely evil, and their strategy was to kill the adults, abduct the children, turn them into war machines. It was evil. 
And as that war was beginning to come to an end, God was saying, go and plant a life-giving church that would help rebuild the community up there. Um, and when God spoke, it was after we had approved the budget for the following year. <laughs> and we wonder, why didn't you say it to us before? <laughs> why does God have to speak after the, the budget has been approved? Okay. And so Gary shares with us and then says, this is what I really feel. And you know what? As a young pastor, I had heard stories of what God had done at Watoto. Now I was saying, let me watch what God's going to do. Because this is a, an opportunity to see a miracle. I know we have already approved the budget. And it was tight because we cut out a number of things. Now this new idea from heaven, I want to. I know what Gary said, don't worry about it. God, God will provide. So two weeks later, he calls me into his office and says, hey, Jules, you know God's calling us to plant a church up north. I said, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about it. But what I was excited, I wanted to just see God provide <laughs> and do, perform a miracle. That's what I wanted to see. So I said, yeah, I'm excited. And then he says, I've been thinking about it, and um, I would like you to lead the entire project. Me? Lead the project? <laughs> As a Gary, I've never pastored a campus. I'm finding my feet in the youth. I don't even know how to pastor youth. You want me to help Watoto to plant a campus 300 kilometers away? I think you'll do it. That's Gary. I believe in you. Before I could open my mouth and give excuses, he prayed. <laughs> he just prayed. I said, Lily, God, up, gave me a hug. You'll be good. And I said, and I had to take the first step outside of the office. And I'm like, the weight of the impossible is on my shoulders. I ran to a bookstore and bought a book, Managing for Excellence. Because I was like, I need, this is like a project management thing. I have to get into it. Long story short, I can never forget first step of saying, Lord, if it's you, you're going to make it happen. It's not about me. The next step was to go to the city of Guluwere, which is my birthplace. I was only born there, stayed there for a few months and came to the city. It was my first time to go back as an adult because it was going through war. When I stood in the city and asking God, where do we begin from? Took the first step, met the first person, Ask them, is there a place we can do church? Today, we have a prime piece of property and God is going to provide for you the property you're looking for. In the heart of Gulu City, with a church, a baby's home rescuing the most vulnerable children, with a center restoring dignity to vulnerable women, and one of our children's villages up in northern Uganda that restored some of the former child soldiers. How did that all happen? Take the first step. Let me conclude with the scriptures and then I'll invite you, Pastor. Psalms 37 verse 23. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Be confident. He will establish those steps. Proverbs 16 and verse 9. In our hearts, human hearts, we plan our course. But it is 
God who establishes our steps. And then uh, Proverbs, uh, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25 says this. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. What is it that Holy Spirit is asking you to do? Take that step. God bless you.